Vietnam and welcome to Recorder Conversations episode 10 with uh, Tivian and Alfie and we do have a spectator here Katya so you may see her for the episode no, you, you, they, they can't see no, you no, they can't see you now no. it's fine don't They've worry about it best. yeah but um, these are dear friends from Francis first year uh, yeah first year of uh, uni and uh, well it's a pleasure having you guys here pleasure to be on mm. you want to introduce yourself a bit more or <laughs> Tim and Alfie is good. Oh, <laughs> I know. We've been together for two Too years long now. <laughs> Too long. Domestic um, violence or that? No? <laughs> Just a little bit. Chill. Enough. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm Alfie and uh, this is Tivian. And we were flatmates in first year and second year. Decided to keep that going. And then you left. And then we <laughs> left. And then we <laughs> Yeah. Um, I missed you. <laughs> I don't think it's even missed you. Like, I think it's all right. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, that's why I moved one flat below. <laughs> Close um, enough, yeah. but far enough, you know. Yeah. Keep his memory in my mind. Well, yeah. You do econ. Yeah. And you do ESPS. I'm. You still do ESPS in. Yeah, no one knows what that is. So, so but like, <laughs> for the, the crew, podcast, yeah. I do history in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's but, been in Colombia for the past four or five months. Yeah. Middle five of August, months. right? Yeah. Jesus. Now he's got a massive break. The summer break for them. Yes. Summer, literally, <laughs> yeah. Big for summer. Yeah. My, my mom decided, you know what? Summer here. I'm going to go to England where it's like zero degrees. Solid. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't feel like Christmas when it's warm. It's funny. Like the Christmas decorations in Colombia, it's all snow themed. Like there's mm. snow man and shit like yeah to be honest i've had a not sure, oh no i missed the christmas but i had the new years in australia and it was quite weird like being on the beach drinking like going to the sea yeah. like what the hell it just, it just it kills it kills it it kills the like christmas period it's supposed to be like mm. cold and s- snow yeah, yeah fireplace you get snow here so for me i was like i'd rather have this well like oh, it's a great new year's night but yeah, that's why i have a christmas period in Sri Lanka, like I didn't care about Christmas before coming. Exactly, yeah. If, it's yeah. just like way too hard. And just like, it's just like an excuse to not be depressed in the winter. It's like, oh, yeah. Literally. The darkest point of winter. Just imagine if you had to go through December and January with like no celebrations, no holidays, just work. It's like everyone hates January because it's Christmas server. I'm thankful I got my birthday in January. Same. I mean, everyone's depressed for my birthday, but enjoy it. Wow. Your birthday was the starting point of one of my relationships. That's why I had the party. But no, I've got my brother's is on the 16th. My mom's on 29th. His is on 25th. 25th, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm never wow. in, I'm never yeah, in he's London. He's never here. 
first year we go here like we me and i you bait him a fucking um brownie a weed brownie my mom wasn't here second time around we got a shisha there yeah there. <laughs> haven't oh, used dude. it yet yeah this year. exactly but I need to think about his present this year <laughs> i'm not gonna be here so <laughs> oh so he's like confirmed yeah i'm actually i'm flying 22nd and i'm coming back on the 2nd of uh February. What, what do you yeah, this is going to be a. I'm going on a ski house. trip with friends. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Me and you need to talk about going to Madrid. Yeah. This term, because I want to go. Um, yeah, I want to go too. I have so many people to see there. You can talk about it on the podcast. we have a common friend uh, shouted Ooh, we have yeah. well now we have a common friend as well. we used to have two common <laughs> friends there uh, our spectator who's yeah. no longer living in madrid mm-hmm. oh well come back to madrid we'll see you there uh, but uh we can yeah. meet it in madrid yeah i've got victor's gonna be there from next year well from yeah, 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 I know. So yeah, but we will go to Madrid. Anyways, back to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah finally, <laughs> So, well, let's start with you. How's Colombia? Yeah, man? let's talk a bit about that. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't very apprehensive about going. I don't know. I had a feeling it would be okay. It's been a long day, man. The fuck does apprehensive mean? Like worried. What? I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> Long words, big words. I'm an immigrant. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Spanish. Um, we don't talk about your English. <laughs> My English is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, Karen. But yeah. Sorry. Mm, We're worried Columbia. about. It. No, but it's been good. I mean, yeah. I think the the quality of life you can have there. Obviously, it depends. You know, it's if hmm. you have savings, which I did from you know working in the bar in pounds then you can live a very nice life there you know i i pay a quarter of the rent in <laughs> colombia than i do in london you know it costs a pound 50 for a big meal for lunch or like uh, 80p for a bottle of beer so yeah we, we won't reveal the figures but technically you're paying 10 times less a month than me and you are <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah jesus yeah really? and you've seen this shithole place right you know, it's got its. It's good. It's good. Like <laughs> the thing is, we made it cozy yeah. and comfortable and everything. But man, like I go into the toilet and I'm like, I don't want to have anyone over here anymore. <laughs> like this shit needs to be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> now, we did a really good job. Like the, yeah. the first time I saw this flat, I was like, oh god. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> no, no, no. The thing is, I came Ooh, here desperate. on on the fifth. My brother was here. There is like shitty data. So I'm trying to contact him to get like the contract signed, to get the keys and everything. Nothing's working. I'm like starting to panic because this flat's not looking that good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, fuck. I mean, you found this late, didn't you? Yeah, we, well, we had plans all summer and so many, so many plans. And it just all fell through. And then like it got to September, me and you said, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck everyone. Me and him can get a flat yeah we started first of september third of september we found this fifth of september i was back in the country we signed a contract on the sixth yeah yeah i think when we well, when we were looking for a flat last year it was pretty fucking easy i mean this was the flat we you've been to a flat but it was our first choice i mean the first one we saw and we actually negotiated a 10-month contract and lower we rent we didn't see the flat ourselves did we 
No. Just got Louis to say that. <laughs> not even in the country. That's a bit risky. But, but I heard from everyone, I mean, I wasn't here, but like, that it was a lot harder finding a flat. Now. Yeah. You can yeah. go through, Katia. You can walk through. Don't worry about it's it. It's okay. It's okay. People go can through. see you. They, they can... You no, we have not seen you know, phone. The, the <laughs> microphone actually captured that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they can see your head in the camera shot just scrolling. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, from what I heard from the agents in the summer, that like we all were so, looking so for complete bullshit. Uh, like they said, there was one six uh, like groups looking for a flat uh, the previous summer. This year was thirty six groups. For every flat. Never trust a word an agent says. <laughs> yeah, true, no, but very the thing true. is, we think it was Yes, we, we, we won't. She's got one. If she actually watched the podcast, I gave all of you a shout out. Because I, I uh, yeah. she passively, aggressively messaged me about it. And I gave her a shout when, out. When, when did we... Vince her episode. Yeah, true. Yeah, because we brought you up yeah. on it. That the whole 5 a.m. story of you not inhaling the zoot, but exhaling it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to like tell a great story or something. Yeah, it was a great story. lowest moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have so many stories in which shows Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, somehow Vincent had the fucking papers, used the fucking stick as a poker. He Brilliant. Fixed yeah, yeah, he fixed it. Yeah, we fixed it. surgery on the joint. It's mm. impressive. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm glad to not be in the UK. I mean, it sounds like just everything's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. When are you coming back? Um, next summer, sometime. Yeah, but know. when next summer? Because you may be in big <laughs> Making trouble. Plans already. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like Give you may be, you may be in big trouble. Like if you're looking for a flat for next year. Mm. Oh yeah, be careful with that. Yeah. No, I'll be here for that. Tim will find us. Are you doing four years? No, I'm doing three years. So I'm graduating in july but um i'm either gonna do a master's or get a job in london well yeah so hopefully stay in london and what master's do you want to plan you plan to go into mate thing to do with finance because but also yeah i mean that's what's gonna get so Mm. when's our first holiday when you (laughs) (laughs) looking forward to christmas next year You know but, what? All the jobs that I applied for, you got, I got to study while I'm working. Like I've got to study. For that's good. Which is good because, like, you come out of it with an actual job at the end of the program. Yeah. And a qualification, but it also means it's gonna be worse than university. That's true. Intense. Yeah. yeah. A lot of work. And I've spoken to like the graduates who are doing these programs, and they're like, "It's not enough. You study in the weekends. You got to come back and do work to make sure I'm top." Jeez. Of Care about finance like banks or um not necessarily banks, mostly financial services so that uh it's not like investment banking where you advise on like mergers and acquisitions it's just like whether it's auditing or like due diligence you basically work in the background mm-hmm. of the deals so uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's, it's a lot less responsibility <laughs> A lot more, you know, the small uh, script at the bottom of the page, like signing your... Yes. (laughs) My man's going to pull some shady stuff, 100%. (laughs) What's the starting salary like in that kind of thing? I think the starting salary is around probably 30 grand a year. And that's that's a three-year program. 
and then it obviously increases as the years go by. But they're also paying for your education. Yeah, so you pay nothing for your education. Okay. So you get 30 grand a year, you work and study, and that increases every year. That's pretty good. That's not Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, the average salary, I think, is 24K around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that 30K with or without uh, taxes? That's without taxes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll take any, any, any. I'll take money. He I'll take money. I'll, <laughs> I'll take money. I don't need to pay. I Around twenty k then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If UK immigration's listening, he pays tax. Yeah. <laughs> Let him stay. What are taxes? But have you got a job yet, or you're still? No, looking? so I'm still applying for things. But um, I've had a few interviews. One mm. was terrible. Where I kind of just like flunked it. But then um, you fucked it, or they kind of fucked it for you? No, I flunked it. Yeah. And you, I know where I messed up as well, which is like, but um, there's another one I did where it was for RSM and they made me do this like virtual assessment center oh, and it had like genuinely eight tasks in it. It all involved like presentation, pad exercises, God. and just like, it's sort of like variations of the same thing they're trying to get at and just like general soft skills they're trying to identify. And then afterwards, like a strengths-based interview where they ask you like 10 questions. And there's not even an informal, which is like question answer. Jesus. See, that's why I that, don't I apply thought, for jobs. I generally thought that was the final stage. And I got a call the other day saying that I passed the stage, but then there's yeah. another stage. My man. Oh, God. No, no, but that's not the end. There's a final stage. I know. Mate, I spent way too long preparing for it and spent way too long on the day while I have exams the following day doing all of this. <sighs> That's why I I, I I try to get you out whenever I can because I know you, yeah that's like crazy. keep him happy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you're you're gone like get him off my mom's gonna be in his house twenty four seven or studying it's somewhere like a weed, <laughs> yeah facts cut 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 city bank's not gonna see that yeah. <laughs> fuck city bank yeah fuck city bank I think out of out of uh, like. Our mutual friends to tell you Vincent who's got a job right now. He's uh, working right now. No, 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 no. He got a, yeah, he got a job in, for next year. This is the shit. Was that the thing. interview he came like you know when day. you know when you came back from the ball and yeah. sat down? He was the, he was wearing a suit. No, uh, I don't know why that was the reason. I think he had something else, but he no, found no, no, out no. the he, day before. He said he he was coming back from an interview. Yeah, I think it was just another interview, but he found out the day before. Oh. Uh, oh, I have no idea. It's a consulting firm, uh, one of the big ones, but not Good the money. top four, top five big ones. Okay. And he Jeez. said, I got interviewed by a guy with two masters and a PhD. And I was like, I'm just going to finish a bachelor's. The fuck am I doing here? With the interviewer was like, by the way, I have two masters and a PhD. <laughs> or, so uh, like, oh, yeah, that's like <laughs> red. <laughs> Either he researched it or something <laughs> or he got brought up. I don't, I don't actually know. Massive like, that's red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to work. No, but he, <laughs> by the way, here's my academic history. Yeah, but he said like, just so you feel very pressured. Yeah. The rest of the interview, exactly. He's got something to prove. He said small like consulting firms didn't accept him, and this is like a big one. He did not. <laughs> he did That's not. That's actually think. true. You know that happens a lot. I think smaller firms have more rigorous. Um, yeah, absolutely. Processes. Yeah, yeah, but like they can't fuck it up. They can't. They get have less guy. employees, so they gotta choose the good yeah, ones. <laughs> True. Yeah. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> it's okay. And, and I think small companies focus more on soft skills, like yeah. the way you present yourself, rather than big companies. Big companies yeah. just want to know 
like a general idea of you and then oh. know that you have the technical side oh i can smack that interview out of the window if it's about presenting myself Present what you don't understand like i don't think i'm ever like properly prepared for an interview i just waffle and does that work for you? I, yeah, it worked. Come <laughs> yeah, I haven't exactly, I haven't exactly applied for any jobs. I lied, but like well, this is wrong advice. Uh, first of all, like don't take his advice. Prepare for interviews. Yeah, yeah you can't talk, yeah. my man. You do nothing. I, I don't go to interviews. <laughs> But you never apply, you never fail. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think my into, philosophy. If I don't apply, I don't think I go into Red Bull F1. I haven't heard from Williams. You, yet. you haven't had a no. I've had two out of the three say no for Red Bull. The third one just hasn't come back ever. Okay. We can about multiple jobs in the same company. There's a lot of positions open for like the F1 team. Yeah. yeah. And then I applied also for Williams. I haven't, me and Martin haven't heard anything from that yet. Hmm. I mean, the, the idea of consulting depresses me a little bit. Right. Oh, it depresses Same. Vince as well. God, he's I mean, like, you um, get good money for it. And be a work like, host. Yeah, all your <laughs> only having like a happiness, <laughs> like it's fully near. Bullshit, if me and you, yeah, li- like, if you stay in London next year. I mean, you live together again. Like we're gonna have this, and Vince is gonna be over every evening, just like literally guys, after let work. Me he's gonna come. <laughs> let me race. Let me chill. Bro, if he's being a consultant, he's not gonna come back in the evening. True. Yeah, like, true, yeah, true. He's, he's gonna come back around. at one a.m. <laughs> you get your weekends at least. Like that's why it's better than finance. finance yeah, finance. Well, Charlotte. Well, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> <laughs> depends. Depends. No, it that's depends true. on the company. But like uh, Charlotte, Aggie's friend, the one we had last time round, she had an internship during the summer. Mm-hmm. She said she like for eight weeks. It was literally most of the weekends were on, and she worked from nine a.m. to two three a.m. Went home, got into bed like half four, woke up half six seven. Went back into Canary Wharf. What happened to workers' rights? <laughs> <laughs> they just don't exist that, in, Lon- yeah. in London. They <laughs> don't exist. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I think we're seeing a change in that, though. Like the whole winter of discontent, the strikes all across. You know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, finally... but when when was the last time the strikes actually helped? Like, do they actually do something? I mean that. I mean, I'm from disrupt everyone else. I mean, for for example, for the rail strikes, the first wave back in, I think it was June or something, the the government came back, uh, no, the companies came back, and they were like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll give you a little more money. It wasn't maybe. enough, it was insignificant, but, you know, something. But I think, like, the idea of a, Katya, what are you doing? <laughs> she's distracting me. Yeah. What she's are you saying? Something. What are you saying? The, Shout it. The ticket prices for the trains have gone up since, so I don't know if that's going towards the workers' salaries, but it's definitely worse for people who take the train. Okay. I don't think it has gone to workers' salaries. I think that's probably just... Yeah, it's definitely not going to goes to the workers' salaries. That's more difficult for me. Oh, poor Katja. That's because they performing for so long. The what? TFL? Yeah, in terms of like revenue. TFL strikings. Has there been cheap strike recently? Yeah, there was several. A couple of weeks ago, I think. Oh, really? yeah, it's been a few yeah. National yeah like That's fully well since England got out of the World Cup is strike 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 <laughs> strike, 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 strike. Yeah. Yeah. Like, strike. Cup, maybe we would have won something 
Yo, I beg Argentina wins. I really beg. I think but, I think like looking at the UCU, they're now talking about a permanent strike, like the the professors, yeah. the lecturers. I think that's the best way to do it. Because if you're doing all these small strikes that are ineffective, you're still losing, you know, three days of wages. Of course, yeah. Several times a year. Why don't you just go, not show up? A permanent strike is just, well, what do you think it is? Like, <laughs> you just go on strike indefinitely until yeah, they change. Yeah, until you get what you want. Yeah. So basically, what you're telling me is, me, Tiv, well, Neo doesn't care. He doesn't study. Me and you are fucked <laughs> because they're not going to teach us. And then when it gets to the exam season... That how exam much, is going to be How do you feel like you're learning from your teachers? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Fully nothing. So like, what? Does it really affect students that much? I feel it like will. It will. Because they weren't really. The thing yeah, is, I don't even have lectures. I, I don't go to class. Yeah, I don't have lectures. I only have online lectures. But when strikes affect them releasing it as well, like, yeah. if there is no material sure. to be released, what am I going to learn? And then they're going to try and crumb in that material and what? for three four weeks less mm. and then give us the same exam i mean the thing is you're thinking of getting good grades right like you're working within the prism of the university system but the whole point is that the entire system is not just fucking over professors it's fucking you over as well true because like first of all like in 2012 the tuition fee cap was three thousand pounds yeah we're paying nine thousand pounds no it's going, it's, it's going up it's going up it's going up going up it's going up from september it's 12 or 13k jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. No. My, so i mean my, the international my, my mid, ones like, yeah my my middle brother just got in and he's still paying 9.25 yeah and my youngest one is gonna go in next year and i think it's rising from that year how much so i think by three more k like 12 or 13k they raise cap. yeah oh god no but the raise was 2006 seven no no you said 12. in 2012 it went up to 3000 but before that it was zero i can't uh went up to 12,000. i don't know when they actually no it went up to 9000 from 3000 because 3000 before that yeah yeah i don't know when they did it to three there's no free university in the uk Mm -hmm. it doesn't no state universities no there's nothing for free no, no, no! I've checked that, this that, that's because the thing. It's uh, nothing for free. Because, like, wow. when I was, a, you can walk, Katya. Scottish can study it. Yeah, no, no, Scotland, that's that's but like, yeah, Scotland, Scotland Wales England. As well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when I was checking for, like, uh, because uh, I wanted to go to America. In America, they have a lot of those, you know, college unis, state unis, that you go in there shit education no one's gonna care about your degree mm. it's still for free yeah there's nothing like the thing that. is but i don't think the u.s system is something we should aspire to yeah, yeah but at least you get a higher education in a way no but in spain like some of the best universities in the country are like public and are like free mm. or like free like you pay like around between 300 to 500 for like the whole year and like small like taxes you have to pay what cents or euros or what euros euros (laughs) (laughs) three to five quid (laughs) yeah but like if if you don't have any money you could you don't have to pay anything like it's i think you can give like that that, that's one thing england's good on bursaries like school wise i think uni wise as well i had a couple of friends in my school i went to posh private school yeah and i had several friends who were on bursaries had uh, like scholarships and stuff like that yeah 
scholarships is fine but like but it's like you shouldn't no one should need a scholarship you know it should, exactly. shouldn't have to pay like education should be a basic that's true. good like it is that's in true. germany or denmark denmark they fucking pay you to go to university yeah literally. that's true like, uh in russia so in russia all schools are state and like you don't pay anything yeah. and then for universities well if you're clever enough you can get into the free spots if not of course you can pay <laughs> and uh it just depends if you get in through the rounds or not and then just a, a bit of corruption because that's like the russian it's style. not even corruption yeah. it's like the it's literally how the system is set up that there yeah. is uh, out of the say z amount of seats x are for free why are the extra people that it's not like you know it's not an extra ordinary amount that you have to pay it's something quite small and you will still get in but it's it's a fee the thing with yeah it's free universities though because like in spain for those universities that are free how do students get into it do they have to meet certain requirements so basically in spain i don't really like how it works but how it works is that uh we have one final exam we get like a grade from that and then so everybody sits the same exam yeah everyone in spain sits this exact same exam well almost the same exam different regions have like languages and stuff like that but yeah so you just you apply to whichever course in whichever universities you can do i think five different courses you can apply to and then you it just goes from like number of people that have applied the top grades to the like so it's just like your ranking in the whole country yeah you into it yeah pretty much yeah that's the thing again it kind of limits it's a bit it's a bit fucked because you have you have like hundreds of people doing like uh medicine and stuff like that just because they have like this insanely high grades not because they want to be doctors (laughs) so yeah that's a bit fucked but yeah but at least in spain is a problem with like you know not having enough doctors like i guess that way it kind of gets it sorted that you have enough doctors enough we don't no you just have people that don't want to work that's a different problem well yeah that that is a different problem that's true we do have enough doctors they just don't work enough (laughs) my mom goes to siesta too ah fuck it i'm not going back to work it's not like that but like yeah there's a lot of like but people live longer still. Yeah. Well, why do they not want to work as much? Who wants like, to work? I feel like. What is wrong with you? I'm trying to get to the point, babe. No, we yeah. just have a very like relaxed and comfortable like culture, which is oh, great yeah. for many things. But when it comes to like productivity, is quite yeah. bad. <laughs> but yeah but it kind of goes back to what we was talking about earlier like the london pace of life is so quick and so high and it's yeah. so stressful mm, yeah. and honestly like it at many points it feels like you know it's not just crisis after crisis after crisis like three different things i have to deal with at a certain single time and it's just you think you've covered one or two nah it's mm. something else is going to come up yeah. Always. That was the biggest culture shock for me. Yes. People take longer to do things. 
Hmm. And I'm very much like, I want, you know, yeah. you're used to quick service. Yeah. It's not like immediate. You no, order like, a coffee and it comes. Like, you order the bill and it comes. And it's like, yeah, you know, the, the deal with You'll the get thing. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you arrange to meet someone at a certain time, they come an hour later. You know, it's normal. It's a different case. Of uh, welcome to Ben Schmidt's girl stuff. You know. To what? To Ben. Ben, <laughs> yeah, he's German, so he's like, supposed to be spot on like, on time. Uh, he, he's the one who watches actually like every episode, which uh, mad respect to him. But like, sorry for this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for this, but my man, like, we've told you so many times to come like an hour early, and you show up around the same time as everyone. No, but else I understand. Up. Like, if I'm back in Spain. I'm an hour late, but everyone else is. So yeah, like, exactly. You, yeah, exactly. you meet at six. You know, meeting at six. You meet at seven. Yeah, yeah, true. But <laughs> I would like he's got better at it. Like Francis time. Oh my lord, oh, he wouldn't. Geez. He wouldn't turn up like a couple of hours. <laughs> no, ben, Ben. Uh, but like now, sometimes you like the first one here, and I'm like, okay. But Francis, okay. you guys were living in the same building yeah. no we weren't i mean he was he lived langton. in langton he was over times that felt like uh, 100 kilometers exactly. yeah. <laughs> different country oh, uh, but yeah that, that was the most surprising thing we tell him eight o'clock when rocks up half nine <laughs> Oh, hey, everyone's pissed out of their mind and he's sober <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> yeah ah, good times good Jesus. times good times the amount of times we had to deal with her in francis oh my lord yeah. oh my yeah. lord but we'll, we'll get into yeah. that you, you'll be back <laughs> on the podcast don't worry we'll get into yeah, that we'll, we'll get her on the podcast in february yeah. i think well whenever she's back yeah yeah she's going to brazil Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> okay, um, so you wanted to talk about politics a little bit, always, and I want to talk about politics too. Just uh, Where I want to, I want to cover the whole, just the whole of South American politics right now. Oh yeah, I want to actually. Obviously, like, that's hard yeah, with yeah. like Colombia because like, you're like more place. familiar with that. Colombian politics. Yeah, what's the state of Colombian politics right now? Well, this year there was an election. Yeah. Well, two elections for the Congress and for the president. And the president is Gustavo Petro. Yeah. And he's a former guerrilla left wing from the M19 group. And he's the first left wing president that Colombia's ever had. So his platform's very much based on, you know, climate change, land reform, mm -hmm. drug reform. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of optimism, there's a lot of hope. I mean, he's a, he's a polemic figure. A lot of people don't like him because yeah. there's a lot of conservatism in Colombia, of course, mm -hmm. especially among kind of the political elite, you know, the, the wealthy people are worried that, oh, this left is going to come and take our money, take our land. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's working that. I mean, he's not. Uh, super extreme he hasn't done anything that yeah kind of crazy but how's it's the progress it's symbolic progress how's the like cartels like drug cartels and like power thing going like oh, are they still very quickly we go into the right no, yeah it's like it's obviously i just say like in the history of an, an interesting thing so the idea of a cartel is actually 
predicated on a falsehood like cartel mm-hmm. you know it's an economic term yeah it's basically yeah colludes i did i did econ in school i know yeah, yes exactly <laughs> um and and that actually doesn't accurately describe the, yeah, the drug trafficking organizations it's mostly sort of smaller family units that tend to have alliances but they're weak and yeah since the medellin cartel and then the cali cartel in the 90s since they were taken down Okay. There's now several hundred kind of smaller drug trafficking yeah. organizations. So in Colombia, whereas Mexico, there are larger organizations. Yeah. In Colombia, you know, it still exports about 80% of the world's cocaine. It's huge. Uh, you know, the drug business is still massive and, and it's linked to violence because the guerrilla groups control course, yeah. a lot of um, guerrillas and paramilitaries, I should say, which are kind of right wing supported. Yeah. By the government, well, not not anymore, but anyway. well, like, isn't like definition of guerrilla someone who tries to fight the power? So they're trying to fight yeah, the but power, they were, like, and they're sponsoring. Like wing. So they're sponsoring themselves with the drug money. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now, because in the sixties, seventies, eighties, they were funded a lot by you know Soviet Union or you know foreign kind of interests, mm-hmm. and then in the nineties they transitioned more into having a stake so whether it was charging people who grow coca or marijuana you know charging them for protection from people who are you know, trying to take their land or whatever yeah you know they, they started taxing it and now they've taken a more direct role in it but there is in 2016 there was this huge peace agreement between the government and the FARC which was the largest and the oldest guerrilla movement and you know that that was huge progress and so they're moving towards peace and Petro started negotiations now with the ELN, which is the kind of second oldest guerrilla movement. So mm-hmm. peace, you know, Colombia is the country with the most displaced people, internally displaced people mm-hmm. in the whole world. And oh, the internal conflict is just horrible. You know, 200,000 plus people died in it. So it's good, you know, it's, it's compared to where it's been in the past. It's progress. A lot of progress, for good. sure. But, mm-hmm. you know... Big problems with drugs still. Definitely. Of course, yeah. Not that you would complain, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would complain. People are being killed over drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it makes you think, like, when you, you buy, I don't know, whatever, weed or coke or whatever it is in the UK, like, you got to consider, okay, this is fueling violence in other countries. Of course, like yeah. To get to this point, the reason it's so expensive is because of the risks and, you know, hmm. it's illegal. But yeah, so it's really, I mean, the, this is what I started. I won't lie, I shit. just want to enjoy the moment at points, you know, I don't think about that shit, but sure. <laughs> that's, yeah, but, uh, that's the problem. Now that you've lived in Colombia, what would you think about the legalization of drugs? Like hard, hard drugs? Um... Well, so in Colombia, it's legal to possess up to a gram of cocaine mm-hmm. and up to 15 grams of weed. Um, I think... My man's the boss man on the block. <laughs> <laughs> Studying drug history, which is kind of what I study, yeah. uh, criminalization is what has led to the violence around the drug trade. Yeah, I agree. Before the US decided to make cocaine illegal it was it was a it was a you got it in a pharmacy you know yeah the biggest users of of heroin in the u.s in the 1920s were elderly women yeah so 
it was like moral panic that leads to criminalization and with the high risk of criminalization that creates violence and and also drives up the price which also hmm. incentivizes people to use violence so yeah criminalization caused the violence around drug trade but legalizing is not simple you know i think ideally you have a global legal market for cocaine hmm. because people are going to do it anyway yeah you know? yeah you that's the thing like people mm. are going to do it yeah the u.s is the biggest consumer of coke and they're also the ones who are driving the war but the, the thing is like there is a i don't know if you can back me up on this but like it's a strong belief that the only reason that the u.s survived the 2008 economic crisis because of the drug money because there Whoa. was so much cash in that market that was like kind of allowed to get back into the system and that's the only reason the banks and a lot of places well, survived apart yeah. from the survival programs obviously like government put drug money in like pretty much every country is a big part of the underground economy like well it does make an the, impact i don't know if the government got to touch that sort of money in the u.s especially when it was not legalized no yeah like the the money doesn't get to the government but like it keeps moving around the the less wealthy people usually i mean i don't know i think that's like a quite a gross oversimplification of the whole 2008 crisis like the u.s survived yeah. what do you mean survived you know like a lot of people died because yeah. a lot of people lost their homes yeah yeah the bank survived the financial system survived like the economy survived the know? economy that survived is... but you know economies don't just collapse i mean yeah maybe maybe in some countries they do but this is america you know the whole global economy is underpinned by the dollar it's yeah. not going to collapse yeah right, exactly. right now at least but it, it is like drug money is huge i mean especially in a, a drug producer like for example, Colombia is the only country in Latin America that in the 80s avoided the debt crisis hmm. because they had huge inflows of dollars into their central bank. They created what they called the left window into the central bank where they didn't ask questions about deposits mm -hmm. of yeah. dollars. And it was mostly from drug money. And that kept them afloat. So, yeah, it's huge. Well, I mean, well it's that huge and I've learned recently that England is, I think, the hugest. Oh, well, England's is the biggest uh, exporter of uh, medical and legal marijuana. Yeah, legal marijuana mm -hmm. in the whole Europe or even in the world. Yeah, and, in the world, I think. It's, yeah, it's and insane. like, well, the question mark is posed like, well, if that's the case, like, what's the problem then? Yeah, how is it still criminalized? Yeah. Oh, the whole, the whole, the whole fucking, I don't know if you heard about the WNBA player, Brittany Grinner yeah. mm. for the merchant of death are you mad <laughs> half of the country is still like like it's politics man. Yeah, exactly it's I understand of the country like half of the it's... prisoners or I think it's not half it's either a fifth or a, a third of like the population in prisons in US uh, relate on drug related crimes and this woman gets released out of a Russian prison for a merchant of death like a mom's dealer that has a nickname of that it's jesus it's an interesting one yeah it's also similar. it feels like you know back in the cold like it's not it doesn't even feel like back in the cold war because back then it was equal 
this is like get a WNBA player. Mm-hmm. WNBA, which by the fact loses twelve million in revenue a year, like they 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 don't have a revenue. It's like minus twelve million, and my man who supports like he he supplies half of the world with arms. My, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you do know what a podcast is, right? You do know what a podcast is. Do jokes. Do a joke. That's why we went to the pub early. I have a good joke yesterday. What's your joke? Joke. No, we can't just help me, please. Tell us a joke. Come on. Come on. No pressure. At Fukatia. Okay. Have you heard the one about the three wells? No. No. The three wells. You haven't heard no. the one. Oh, God. Here we go. Well, well, well. He hasn't heard about Andrew Tate. I want to use this one on him. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Alfie, have you seen the clown that hides from gay men? Oh god. <laughs> this is like a middle school joke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, I won't lie, I've caught my middle brother on it. I've caught a couple of people on it. I ha, you're gay. Gotcha. <laughs> but like what? what? I'm gay. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> you figured it wrong on you. Yeah. <laughs> Ask anyone else. Right. See, uh, you say see? no and then oh you're gay because he hides from gay have people have you seen the clown that hides from gay man ah <laughs> uh, that explains a lot Elaborate. no no has anyone <laughs> ever laughed at that jesus <laughs> i live with <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> he hides from gay people hides from gay if you haven't seen him before, you mean it means he hides from you. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Congratulations. You're gay. How do we go? How do we go from talking about Colombian politics to this? God. Can we can we put the community like a meme with the Ha, gay. Sure. Thank you. This is what happens when you interject. Exactly. It's not your fault. You want to joke? I don't know. There you go. It's all staying. No, I want to collect all the jokes. I didn't want ha your gay joke. Well, look, you don't get to pick and choose here. You want to joke, sir? Right now, yes, on the spot, sure. What's happening in Sri Lanka? That that's kind Good of what question. I, I've been wanting to go into. I wanted to cover Colombia. Same guys and... still in power, right? The same like group. Yeah, yeah. The same guys in power now. So basically, the whole economic shambles happened, and then oh. they needed to pick someone to be the president, and they picked someone who was, who has lost, I think, two elections in the past ten years. Oh, jeez. He's always wanted to be the top dog. He's never. Yeah. Oh, gee, he's you know? a new president now, but he's never actually contested an election and won in a fair election. He was—he only won this because 
okay, he's a familiar face, and they're going to give that to him right now, mm. just to steer the ship to normality. And afterwards, things are going to change completely, because he's still affiliated with the whole family that started this downfall of mm-hmm. but how, how far away do you think normality is sorry like to give context so you said till normality he's going to be president how far oh. away is that well i mean he's going to be the president i think i think it's 2020 2024 when they have the next elections and okay how long has the previous presidential family been well they've been in power i think um they oversaw the whole civil war which is i think like probably 10 years, 20 years mm-hmm. of their life. It's basically That's one guy comes into power and because it's a country divided by ethnicity, there's a majority who are Buddhists and they speak Sinhalese and there's a minority who are Hindus and Christians, they speak Tamil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the minority. Oh, like, I had a lot of like people from India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, and, yeah, and so, I never understood yeah. where the word Tamil came from. I just heard a yeah. lot of them say, oh, we're all Tamils, so speak that. Yeah, we just speak the same language. So basically, when they got into power, they kind of promoted this Buddhist first propaganda. Obviously, the people loved it because they're going to get jobs for their people. Yeah. And this precipitated into this sort of, like, sort of ideology where they're trying to make Sinhalese only con- only language in the world, uh, in only language in Sri Lanka. Mm. Make Buddhist like the top dog. Wait, wait, what language again? Sorry, Sinhalese is basically the majority that they speak. Yeah, the majority yeah. speak Sinhalese. Okay, so he's done all this, and then the way he's brought his family into it is was he's given his brother the the whole the, the position of defense minister, and then his bro- and then his son is the chief minister. And then all of this, but he just brings all his family into the into the government. Basically, it feels like you know France back in the day, in Russia right now. No, so the new president is not part of the same family, but he was affiliated to them back in the day when they were in the same party together. Do you want a mic? So the, the can we get is, her a mic? Like we can we can hear. Her. Can you hear her? Yeah, you'll get that. You'll get that. No, but but we if can, you want to uh, say yeah. something and you want to like the mic, I can put we it can towards mostly, you. We can mostly hear what she's saying, I think. Okay. I find it kind of crazy. You know, there's all these like white like people, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm a Buddhist. Like, I just believe in peace. And, like, oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And then you look at like Sri Lanka or Myanmar where it's like Buddhists persecuting other people, you know. No, but there are, hmm. obviously that's, that's a... Form of extremism, extremism. Of course, that appears in every religion. So every religion, is yeah. yeah so they're like, oh no, Buddhism is specifically peaceful. Yeah, kind of yeah, basically. But, but then it's kind of hard to get rid of this family influence in the country because they've brought so many of these younger guys, or this sort of like minority, not minorities, but like people who are in the lower level. They brought them up into the government, mm-hmm. and now they can't get. They don't want to get rid of the main guy. Because they're so closely affiliated with the con- with the family itself, that if they get out of power, then they lose their position in the government. So the local ministers yeah. and everywhere they support the main guy, but now that is kicked out. They're still like keeping him playing somewhat by mm. following his sort of ideologies and people around him. But if they sort of, you know, get rid of them in their mind, I think they lose their position in the 
in the government itself. So I think that's why it's going to be so hard to get rid of the family or the family influence. Yeah. And like, you know, if they go back to the country right now, I think the guy, the president, the ex-president, he fled the country to Singapore because, you know, all these ministers' houses were burnt. Um, that, that's all the reaction <laughs> that incites it from all these people. And it's just like, it's going to take a long, long, long time to get back. Are there going to be elections soon? Yeah, the lecture's in 2024, I think. Wait, so that's a long time away. But, but can I ask, like, so in my case in Russia, something similar of, it's not a family, but like, you know, there's Putin and everyone who believes in him. Mm. Yeah, we know. But uh, the thing is, after Putin, I don't know who's next. Do you yeah. know who would be next after? No, it's going to be someone completely unknown. I think, it, I think the next way to go forward is to bring in economists, will understand politics as well because mm. it's been too long ah, i see what my man is learning <laughs> yeah. someone okay. with a foreign degree you the president people. of sri lanka <laughs> <laughs> there's too many people who just love politics and get into politics for the money but they don't know how the economy per <laughs> say so they do dumb rules like we're gonna ban pesticides so that's what the ex-government did and that's where they lost a lot of money where they Jesus. just banned pesticides they, they wanted to get ahead of the curve and be the first country in the world that grows organic food which is obviously hmm. completely stupid because overnight farmers are not allowed to use pesticides so the yield of crops just fall, yeah which means people can't eat rice which is like the main staple food in Sri Lanka. so the price of rice increases and then they've got to import rice which have grown for centuries and centuries and they're just sort of importing things that they usually grow in the country and then all of a sudden all these issues just just like culminate into a severe economic downturn and it's going to be a long time to come back so Tivian, do you think that the sri lankan people are ready for change um have they have they what <laughs> i think i think the first part's good first okay three two one so Tivian, are the sri lankan people ready for change <laughs> You know what they are ready for change actually because um whenever the families messed up before it's never really affected the majority it's always yeah. been targeted towards minorities and so finally it's something that's affected the whole country and it's it was quite like quite of an appealing moment for me as well because i've never seen the majority hate this family before as much hmm. as i've seen it now and to see the sort of hatred as well in terms of like walking through the parliament house burning people's houses that's an extremist level you can't come back from. So I don't think they have a place in Sri Lankan politics ever again. Okay. Probably the, then the, like the whole family or the, the, I think the people here. Like the surname will be hated forever, or I think the surname would be not hated forever, but I think people remember Excluded? it for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. For years to come. Like not led into power. Yeah, they'll never be led into power. And I think the the guy go to Bayarajapaksa, who was the president. Uh, recently um he can't even go into the u.s because uh he's got indictments and lawsuits against him there oh, so okay. once he lands there he's just going to be in trouble again the only place he can realistically well, is an indictments and lawsuits from the u.s government from the, or from the sri lankan government and from, he can be extradited from individuals in the u.s so uh, he can't be extradited oh, because of that. but once he loses this his political power his presidential status mm -hmm. There's nothing stopping him from getting indicted. And there is nothing to, to kind of 
was what protect the previous no but he's still protected at this point like the army is still majority majority of the army supports them mm. because um again their family won the civil war and their mm. efforts won the civil war so the army yeah there's like changing opinions obviously mm. as time goes but i think majority of the army still supports them and so they're still a protected family in sri lanka but yeah. um i don't think generations to come i don't think their family will have a say in politics fair enough it'll be hard to see if they do it's it's so you've got this far you've, you've progressed so far and why would you change it back for normality once again it doesn't make sense so if that has happened then i think sri lanka should be fucked but, um, yeah that's where it is but like with your economics background would you try to get into anything around that or you just doing that to keep yourself healthy wealthy and yeah happy? i think so i think i wouldn't want to go back to sri lanka after finish university because uh, mm-hmm. i don't know but maybe in a few selfish. years it might be a bit selfish of me because um i think my opportunities lie elsewhere you know yeah and i think i'm in a privileged situation where i can say that i'm pretty privileged to get to this point where i'm in the uk studying because hmm. most people don't have that sort of of course money or financial financial standards or like a socioeconomic standards where you know this most people have to take care of the family and things and my i'm in a position where my dad is able to take care of the entire family by himself because of money he earns and that's something that most Sri Lankans who earn in Sri Lanka don't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So they can't really get out of their country and say, I'm going to stay here and never go back. That's not an opportunity. And even if when I do, when I grow up and get a job and earn whatever I earn, I don't, have, I don't really have people to support, which yeah. is something that my dad had to do. And of course, most, yeah. And, and it's a very, I think it's a very Asian culture as well, where you take care of the elders. I think in, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, how do you say, a community in sort of like an Asian family where so supposedly so in the UK I think most guys who work or most people study here they get a loan from the government and that's something that you don't get from Sri Lanka so it's a sort of opportunities where like you either study in Sri Lanka for free or you go for an international institution that mm. sort of gets you out of the country in the future and then you never return so it's one or the other in extremes and um, I'm glad to be on the side to be fair I think it's i think that's my opportunity do you feel like you're an outsider in all of this or like well you're emotionally invested i get that but yeah. like because you're here yeah do you feel like yes you hear about this yes you know about this from family and family members who are still there but like technically yourself you're not invested in this and you look at it at it as a bystander I think I part of me looks at it as a bystander. I think the fact that I don't have, I don't need to go back yeah. makes me look at it as a bystander. <laughs> but I did return to Sri Lanka in May when the situation was at its peak. Mm-hmm. And just to see the country in that sort of dire state was kind of sad, to be honest. You know, it's the country you've grown up in as well. All of a sudden, everything's going to crap where... You know, students in state schools can't have exams because they don't have enough paper in the country because they can't print paper because they don't have money. Jeez. And that's the sort of level it's at. And, like, there's queues and queues of, like, kilometers of lines for petrol, which are, like, an essential. And then 
There's no taxis on the road. There's no cars on the road. Just mm-hmm. barren land. That was, wow. that was a point I thought, okay. This That's got to be a shock. It was kind of a shock. It was, it was really a shock. Yeah. Has it digressed since... Did yeah. you grow up there? Yeah, I did grow up there my whole life. And it's digressed so, so far. It's gotten much better. Because, um, obviously, because they're completely loaned out by Sri Lanka. I mean, China, sorry. Yeah. So most of their funding comes from China and other countries. But what does China get out of it? Like, I know in Africa, yeah. they get the mineral resource yeah. and everything like that. So they, they've got this program where they fund uh, developing countries in terms of their road and development, uh, in mm-hmm. terms of infrastructure. And China's invested so much money into it. And the Rajapaksha family is very involved where they're happily just accept these loans at obscene amount of interest rates because it kind of funds this sort of infrastructure development which in, um, induces foreign investment from other countries. But at a point in time, because of these shitty conditions that they put, such as like, you know, the ban on pesticides, they don't have enough money to pay back these interest loans. So once after a certain point, there's a default on the loan itself. So the government actually funded from China building a completely new airport in the southern of Sri Lanka, which seemed kind of like, um, it was like a boost of optimism at the time, mm-hmm. because, okay, you're expanding, there's more people going to come into the country. But that, I think that airport is right now known the most, the emptiest airport mm-hmm. in the world at this point, where they just store cargo that they don't have left to where they go. That's at this point, and the I main port, a couple the Hamban Pilcher port like in China, in, in Sri Lanka, which is basically just given to china at this point because they funded building it now they can't pay back the interest rate so the government basically pays back china over 99 years so they have hmm. no yeah at this point so it's a sort of like ideology from china where they sort of get these countries in the debt trap whether i'm not going to say if it's through uh if it's intended or not I'm, of course it's not intended at this point because i think they'd like their money back but they also this gives them that advantage where it yeah. gives them sort of focal points in specific areas of the world where they get a lot of leverage against their main players like the US and Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, in developing countries. Well, isn't it? It's an extension of the Cold War, and it's just a new Cold War where. Yeah. There's new players. And there is new, i mean they're old players you know there's still the u.s yeah and there's the russia. russia china right russia i feel like economically russia's influence is limited it's more military right? yeah, yeah but definitely. then again like yes it's limited but man how they control eu right now with oil and gas well, that's, that's true it's a different yeah, it's really game highlighted this thing. yeah but that's, that's in the first hundred uh, sorry just a quick fact first hundred days of war that with ukraine russia collected a hundred billion dollars in oil and gas but what how does that change from what they were getting before fuck knows but like <laughs> the thing is the thing is yeah the, that 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 and the fact that, like they're pretty much well, no, actually, no, they got fucked on the deals recently. They were trying to get oil for $60 a barrel, and I think it went down to 44 yeah, But, uh, like, otherwise, to get, like, when you start a war and everyone declares sanctions on you, 
the main fact of they got 100 billion of dollars is still like fingers russian gold reserve has depleted so much and it's got stolen so much from that that 100 billion is at a big amount of money in my own head because like i know the facts that it's fucked but yeah mm. war is expensive yeah but i mean it's, it's interesting like I remember um, Trump and someone was sort of uh, talking about this recently, remembering Trump in, when he was back in power in, I think, 2015 or 2016. Mm. Uh, he, he came back, uh, he came into power after 16. I think he, his inauguration was January 17. Was it 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 17, yeah. Either that or maybe during his election. He got elected November 16th. Mm. And then inauguration was in January 17. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, when Trump was in power, he was saying that Germany is overly dependent on Russian petrol yeah. and that they need to change that and, you know, Russia's too much leverage. And he was laughed at, you know, people like, well, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And now we look back and it's, yeah. well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a hugely beneficial strategic tool it's, is we control your energy supply. Um, but uh, I guess in a way now that... Yeah, it's been a huge losing point in the last last time round. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to get sixty pounds a barrel and yeah. you sell what uh three quarters of the price in the end, like I'm sorry, but that's not Yeah, they've well, they've, now they've implemented a price cap on Russian oil. Yeah, exactly. They they were implemented something and then Russia said sixty and then I don't know if it was above the price cap or not, but mm-hmm. still yeah anyways uh yeah let's wrap up let's wrap up yeah uh, we've got a dinner to get to there mm-hmm. we go. Wait, <laughs> you? yeah oh yeah, shit to i thought it was just you no no no, no. <laughs> all right well uh we guys it's been a pleasure to have you here thanks for having us yeah. uh you're more than welcome to come back on whenever you well you're, you're in the country in always Yo, (laughs) you're welcome when you're back in the country. Obviously, maybe if she wants you as a co-host, you know. Also, but um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, chaps. Thank you. You British lad. Like, yeah, I'm back in England now, mate. (laughs) Right, mate. Like, subscribe, and thanks for watching, guys. See you next time. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, well, Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. See you next year. Yes.